Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Menashe. Happy New Year to all my friends and listeners. On today's episode, we're reviewing the book of the month. In order to be considered for book of the month, the book must meet a very simple criteria. It's got to be capable of changing your life or your perspective on the world. And of course, whether it changes your life is up to you. You can consume the content, remark on how good it is, and then continue your life without making any changes. In fact, that's what most people do. And if that's what you do, well, you're missing the point. In fact, it's entirely possible that many of you have read this month's book. It's not a new book. At the same time, I've received enough questions lately and tells me this book will make a difference for you. Even if you've read it before, this book is so fundamental, it's worth a refresh. The book is The E-Myth Revisited by Michael Gerber. The E in the title stands for entrepreneurship. And this book is written as a narrative, as a fable. It's the story of Sarah, a young lady who loves to bake pies, so much so that she decides she's going to open a bakery. It's so common a story. We're told to pursue our passion and to turn our passion into our life's work, into our business. There's two main characters in the story. There's Sarah and the author of the book, who in this case is cast as a business consultant. As the story progresses, Sarah's business grows and she's selling more and more pies. She's hiring staff who sometimes follow her direction, but not always. And she wakes up one morning realizing that she's lost control of her life. She's in the kitchen during the day. She's managing staff in the kitchen at the front counter. The end of the day, after everyone's gone home, she does the bank deposit and then sits down to reconcile the books. By the time that's done, she's ready for bed and is setting the alarm for early the next morning to repeat the insanity all over again. As the story unfolds, Michael Gerber shows Sarah how to segment the business into distinct roles. There's the role of the technician. This is the person who's the expert at doing the technical part of the job. If you're a baker, then you're the technician. If you're a master electrician, you're the technician. If you're the carpenter, you're the technician. Distinct from the technician role is the manager. This is the person tasked with managing the people and the day-to-day systems in the business. It's the manager's job to coach the employees to maintain the structure for how the business operates on a day-to-day basis. The business owner is not hands-on involved in the technical aspects. The true technician will ultimately know more about the details of how to perform that technical function than either the business owner or the manager. The business owner is not hands-on either. They're not involved in the management of the people. That's the manager's job. The business owner is focused on working on the business, not working in the business. Business owner is the architect of the culture of the business for creating the structure of how the business is going to operate, for taking the initiative on creating new business systems. They're looking at the metrics of the business performance. They're going to be looking at financial metrics, customer satisfaction, employee metrics, and so on. All the different measurements that tell you how the business operates. Another one of the core concepts is the idea of the franchise. Most of us intuitively understand the concept of a franchise, and if you've ever had a McDonald's hamburger, they're the quintessential franchise business. When Ray Kroc purchased the original McDonald's locations from the McDonald's brothers, he did not focus on hamburgers. That would have put him in the technician role. Instead, he focused on the systems and processes that enable any McDonald's location that's pulling in, say, 5 to $10 million a year in revenue to literally be run by 18-year-olds. He focused on scaling the business. He worked on the business not in the business. And that's why Big Mac in Toronto, Los Angeles, and Tokyo is exactly the same experience. The only difference is that in Tokyo, it's called a Mega Mac instead of a Big Mac. Everywhere else in the world, a Big Mac is exactly the same. 
you're going to scale your business, the idea is to treat it as if you are the franchisor who will ultimately sell franchises of your business to others. The systems are so well developed, so well documented and tested that they can be repeated with the proper training by anyone. Even if you have no intention of ever being a franchisor, you want to develop the systems as if you're going to become a franchisor. That prototype franchise holds the genetic code of your business. It's the model from which every other one is copied. If you're, say, in the apartment space, then a single building might be your franchise prototype. It has all the systems and processes, and as buildings get added to the portfolio, they become a replica of your prototype. They all operate the same way. Each building operates like a franchise copy of your prototype business. What I like about Emith is the clarity and simplicity of Michael Gerber's model. It's easy to identify when one of the players in your business is out of position. It's easy to see when the business owner is wearing too many hats, and it's easy to see where the structure is missing. As you're thinking about that, definitely check out the Emith Revisited by Michael Gerber. In fact, he has an entire book series supporting this business model. It's a fantastic book. I encourage you to check it out. Happy New Year. Have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.